Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Ezekiel 45, 16-46-18 All the people of the land shall give to this offering for the prince in Israel. It shall be the prince's part to provide the burnt offerings, the grain offering, and the drink offerings at the feast and on the new moons and on the Sabbaths at all the appointed feasts of the house of Israel. He shall provide the sin offering, the grain offering, the burnt offering, and the peace offerings to make atonement for the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, in the first month, on the first of the month, you shall take a young bull without blemish and cleanse the sanctuary. The priest shall take some of the blood from the sin offering and put it on the doorpost of the house, on the four corners of the ledge of the altar, and on the posts of the gate of the inner court. Thus you shall do on the seventh day of the month for everyone who goes astray or is naive. So you shall make atonement for the house. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, you shall have the Passover, a feast of seven days. Unleavened bread shall be eaten. On the day the prince shall provide for himself and all the people of the land a bull for a sin offering. During the seven days of feast, he shall provide as a burnt offering to the Lord seven bulls and seven rams without blemish on every day of the seven days, and a male goat daily for a sin offering. He shall provide as a grain offering an ephah with a bull, an ephah with the ram, and a hen of oil with an ephah. In the seventh month, on the fifteenth day of the month, at the feast, he shall provide like this, seven days for the sin offering, the burnt offering, the grain offering, and the oil. The prince's 
offerings. Thus says the Lord God, the gate of the inner court facing east shall be shut the six working days, but it shall be opened on the seventh day and opened on the day of the new moon. The prince shall enter by way of the porch of the gate from outside and stand by the post of the gate. Then the priest shall provide his burnt offering and his peace offerings, and he shall worship at the threshold of the gate and then go out. But the gate shall not be shut until the evening. The people of the land shall also worship at the doorway of that gate before the Lord on the Sabbath and on the new moons. The burnt offering with the prince shall offer to the Lord on the Sabbath day shall be six lambs without blemish and a ram without blemish. And the grain offering shall be an ephah with the ram and a grain offering with the lambs as much as he is able to give and a hen of oil with an ephah. On the day of the new moon, he shall offer a young bull without blemish. Also, six lambs and a ram, which shall be without blemish. And he shall provide a grain offering, an ephah with the bull and an ephah with the ram, and with the lambs as much as he is able, and a hen of oil with an ephah. When the prince enters, he shall go in by way of the porch of the gate and go out by the same way. But when the people of the land come before the Lord at the appointed feast, he who enters by way of the north gate to worship shall go out by the way of the south gate. And he who enters by way of the south gate shall go out by the way of the north gate. No one shall return by way of the gate by which he entered, but shall go straight out. When they go in, the prince shall go in among them. And when they go out, he shall go out. At the festivals and the appointed feast, the grain offering shall be an ephah with a bull and an ephah with the ram and with the lambs as much as one is able to give and a hen of oil with an ephah. When the prince provides a free will offering, a burnt offering or peace offerings as a free will offering to the Lord, the gate facing east shall be opened for him and he shall provide his burnt offering and his peace offerings as he does on the Sabbath day. Then he shall go out and the gate shall be shut after he goes out and you shall provide a lamb a year old without blemish for a burnt offering to the Lord daily. Morning by morning you shall provide it. Also you shall provide a grain offering with it morning by morning, a sixth of an ephah and a third of a hen of oil to moisten the fine flour, a grain offering to the Lord continually by perpetual ordinance. Thus they shall provide the lamb, the grain offering and the oil morning by morning for a continual burnt offering. Thus says the Lord God, if the prince gives a gift out of his inheritance to any of his sons, it shall belong to his sons. It is their possession by inheritance. But if he gives a gift from his inheritance to one of his servants, it shall be his until the year of liberty. Then it shall return to the prince. His inheritance shall be only his sons. It shall belong to them. The prince shall not take from the people's inheritance, thrusting them out of their possession, he shall give his son's inheritance from his own possession, so that my people will not be scattered, anyone from his possession. Luke 22, 1 through 13, preparing the Passover. Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is called the Passover, was approaching. The chief priests and the scribes were seeking how they might put him to death, for they were afraid of the people. And Satan entered into Judas, who was called Iscariot belonging to the number of the twelve. And he went away and discussed with the chief priests and officers how he might betray him to them. They were glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented and began seeking a good opportunity to betray him to them apart from the crowd. 
Then came the first day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. And Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, so that we may eat it. They said to him, Where do you want us to prepare it? And he said to them, When you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house that he enters, and you shall say to the owner of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large furnished upper room. Prepare it there. And they left and found everything just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. Both of these scriptures in Ezekiel and also in Luke are dealing with the Passover and all the the traditions that are established. Um, They're describing that in Ezekiel. And then um, you're seeing it as it's actually happening in Luke. So when we get to Ezekiel, it talks about how the prince, and especially in Ezekiel 46, talks about the prince and how the prince is supposed to enter and how the prince is supposed to bring the offerings and how the prince is supposed to be the provider for the offerings. And then it talks about the people and how the people are to leave differently than they came. They're supposed to come in from one direction, whichever direction it is, and leave in the opposite direction. So when it comes to coming in to be obedient to what God has asked them to do, they're entering in to witness these sacrifices, these offerings that are being brought to them by the prince. But it's brought to them by the prince for them, for the people. And when they come in from the south entrance, they leave through the north. So they all leave differently than they came. Except the prince, of course. The prince leaves in the same way that he came. But it's, it's kind of, um, you know, just easy to read through this and not catch some of the, the best scripture. I love this one. So if the prince who provides these gifts, and, and he's the one who provides this, if the prince gives a gift out of his inheritance to his sons, it then belongs to the sons as their inheritance. But if he gives from his inheritance to one of his servants, well, they don't get to partake in it until they have received their freedom. Now think about what Jesus did for us. Jesus is the one who, he was the sacrifice. He provided every bit of the offerings and the gifts that was to be uh, taken up for Passover. He is our Passover lamb. He didn't just bring it, he was it. He is our sacrifice once and for all. He did that for us. And for those who already believed, It's ours to have. He did it. He offered it. But it is our inheritance of eternity in heaven to have. But for those who are still slave, those who are not sons but are still servants, those who are still in that bondage, it's still their inheritance as well. But not for them to, to receive until 
they receive the freedom from that bondage. That is beautiful and that is perfect. And if you just read through those scriptures without catching that, you could completely just miss it. And it, there's so much depth there. That is a great reason to give thanks. Father God, thank you so much for your son. Jesus, thank you that you gave it all for us. You're the one who provided. You're the one who brought. You're the one who lived as our sacrificial lamb. And even though we didn't deserve it, as sons, we get to fully, fully participate and take possession of that inheritance. Father, I pray for those who are still in bondage that you could, uh, we continue to plant seeds, but you continue to foster that and let it grow. That it could be something that pierces the unbeliever's heart or those that are still in bondage understand the importance of freedom and that they could find that freedom in your son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.